aim to put on the radio. Oh, you've already put it on. <laughs> You're waking up with... Plus Radio. Plus Radio. Let me see your victory signs up like this. Come on, hey! Jesus, I can't know and want to bear more. I don't feel the iron to me and say no. Victory is mine. And why is it more? Yeah, I walk on nowhere, bear more. Yeah, Jesus, I can't know and want to bear more. I don't feel the iron to me and say no. Victory is mine. Good to go. Good morning, and welcome to the Plus Morning Dew. Um,
you know when a great storm arose when jesus and his disciples were on the boat at the sea of galilee you know he did not tell his disciples that the storm was here to teach us courage instead he took authority over the storm and said peace be still and there was a perfect calm now what have you been saying about your situation what have you been saying even about your own self when you feel down yes when you feel down what do you say what do you say to yourself what have you been saying to yourself hmm? when you feel pain in your body don't say of the lord the lord wants me sick to trust him more instead my friend say lord i thank you every single day that through your stripes i am here while trying to make ends meet every single morning don't say the lord keeps me poor to keep me humble instead say the lord is my shepherd and i shall not want today we will not speak negative words and be fearful because victory indeed is ours good morning and welcome to the plus morning on behalf of the team myself Teresa, raboni madiba nanama joe everybody good morning to all of you plus morning dew. Today is Tuesday, the second day of November 2021. Gradually, gradually, we are marching on to the end of 2021 and I'm so i'm so i'm so feeling so good i'm feeling so good that the year is ending even though we have lots of dreams to reach out for but then indeed victory is ours and we know that god is fighting our battles good morning once again my name is benjamin and today on the show is going to be today's show is a really packed one you know it's a new month and every new month there's something new it's every new month there's something in as much as there's something new in the month there's something new to bring you on the plus morning dew and so t- today you're talking about um something that we started some time ago some a conversation we picked up some time ago we were talking about uh the ban on abuboya on the high streets on the principal streets of accra it started off as a discussion but then as of november 1st that was yesterday monday november 1st 2021 the ban is officially I mean, it's, it's, it's officially enrolled and people, the tricycle users, people we call the Abubuya riders have been banned from the principal streets of Accra. We're speaking to a few people who, who use the Abubuya. I will play you an audio from um, people whose livelihood actually depend on the, the, the use of this tricycle. And you saying, I would, I would ask you, what is your view on it? I mean, the ban itself i will ask you what's your view on the banana yeah, on, on the principal streets of accra and um i, mean, I know you've sent in your messages but then you speak to one or two people to get their views on it in as much as uh they are about sides to it and the really good size to the use of these tricycles that is what we're talking about this morning on the show it's, it's a really packed show and i know you know what to do Zero two four two seven one nine zero nine one zero two four two seven one nine zero nine one 
if you're on our official pages in the, um, the whatsapp page you can drop in your comments the use of aboboya the ban on aboboya the use of aboboya in the principal streets of accra do you think it's something that needs to be welcomed and there anything we should be doing before the band comes to play you take your views on that on the show this month of course all the other segments would roll on as um, they are supposed to to go um today we bring you some some varieties so stick um look forward to the plus morning do it's from now through to seven o'clock a.m and indeed as as victories are on the show we're going to find some victory on the show this morning stick and stay with us this morning and we're so glad to have you on board you know you could be anywhere else this morning but you decided to be with us and it counts so much thank you so much and this is the plus morning Today I'll tell you a story of an Indian pilot called Vishal. He was a hero. He flew into dangerous solo missions over enemy territories and almost made back until one um, one of his missions he almost got back into the Indian airspace only to be shot down. Things were looking bleak for Vishal as he felt his engines give way and his aircraft started to bloom out to the earth just in time. He was able to eject from the cockpit and deploy his parachutes, landing safely near some disused rail tracks. For his villa, Vishal received numerous decorations and lucrative promotions. One afternoon, while off duty, Vishal went into a restaurant for a meal. Halfway through his stutter, a small man, weary, came to his table and exclaimed, Captain Vishal, the fighter pilot who got shot down, say, I'm a really big fan. He said this with a big smile on his face. Vishal was taken aback. How did you know who I was? He queried. The little man beamed. Captain, he said, my name is Corporal Khan. I packed your parachutes that day. That night, Vishal couldn't sleep. He tossed and turned, thinking about Corporal Khan, a man who he had probably walked past a thousand times without even saying hello. He too. Yes, the big warrior's hero's entire life depended on on the good job that the anonymous little man did every single day now here's why i decided to tell you a story about captain vashal this morning one day on my way to work i stopped at one of the hotels around Ahonjo. then i noticed a man on a ladder cleaning the traffic lights <laughs> at first i thought hey ghana what a, what a job someone should be doing traffic lights bah. but then i thought wow imagine if there was nobody to do it the dust smoke and the death of the traffic would continue to kick up on the surface of this light until soon we wouldn't be able to see them clearly imagine the mayhem on the moot or on, on on our way if that man didn't do his job every single day for a moment i started i said at the little man on the ladder as he scribed diligently at the surface of those lights and all i could feel was overwhelming wave of sincere gratitude 
that was when i remembered the story of captain Vishal. my dear friend today i want you to focus on the people around us the little people we often ignore the faceless ones who toil and toil to make our lives easier but whom we often don't even notice let alone acknowledge today i want you to find the corporal cans in your life and acknowledge their service stop for one minute and talk to the security guy at the office gate inquire from the cleaner about his family find out which val- which village your taxi driver comes from ask for your ask your receptionist when her birthday is a set of reminder to get a card for her when her birthday is due stop for a minute and compliment your watch seller on her on her scarf tell your secretary what a great job she's been doing this afternoon at lunch smile at the waiter and thank them for the menu before ordering there are dozens of people whose work make our lives easier and they all deserve our gratitude but you even but do you even notice them do you even know they exist captain visha would never be alive if not for corporal can and you certainly wouldn't be who you are if it didn't or if these people didn't do their jobs well take every chance you get to show them how thankful you are i am your story man and that wouldn't mean anything if you didn't tune in this morning to listen to me every single day and so for that thank you so much for joining me this morning once again let me see your victory signs up like this come on hey Good morning, loyal listeners, and good morning, Ganofu. Listen. Jesus, I can't know and want it forevermore. Time for be around to me and say no. Victory is mine. Everybody is with me. Everybody, come on. Today in the commanding the morning segment, we have um, Dr. Miles Moro, the late Dr. Miles Moro, um, with the um, with the message on the power of personal excellence, the power of personal excellence. And I want us to get in, I mean, grab some nuggets from this from this message because it's, it's, it's a really good one. So the power of power, power the power of personal excellence um, coming away in about a minute. Victorious, 
victorious. Victory is my name, can everybody say? Internet radio station. Plus radio. Plus radio. The power of personal excellence. The power of personal excellence. First, let me begin by making a statement. Excellence is not a gift. Please write that down. You are not born with excellence. Excellence is an attitude generated by a spirit. Excellence is an attitude generated by a spirit. All of you know, as you encounter the corporate world and the, the, the development in business for the 21st century, that every industry, including the one in my country that is now the leading minist ministry of tourism, uh, everyone is talking about quality control. Everybody's talking about management of quality control. And every company is trying to get the edge on quality because the market is so saturated with so many different types of products and types of services that the future is not is not belonging to those who just produce products it is no longer belonging to those who just supply service the future belongs to those who have the edge on excellence in service or excellence in quality. That's the difference between success and mediocrity in the next century in business. So this organization, like any other company, must concentrate from the top down on excellence and quality rather than just products and service. Everybody is selling products and everybody supplies a service but only the few at the top supply quality service and excellence in products excellence is defined as write this down highest quality not just high quality highest quality another word superior standard superior standard thirdly <laughs> extreme quality extreme quality excellence is not just quality it goes to the extreme and finally excellence is defined as maximum quality maximum quality so to work as a supervisor or manager or a leader or anyone else and to work less than excellent, you are literally 
working below your true ability. Excellence will cost you what mediocrity will save you. Excellent people will conquer what average people will complain about. Is that true? Most of the people who don't get ahead in life don't because they're too busy complaining about why they can't get ahead in life. But an excellent person conquers the things average people complain about. Excellent people pursue solutions. Average people stare at problems. Write that down. That's good to tell your downline. <laughs> excellent people pursue solutions. Average people stare at problems. Excellence orchestrates in the mind, translates into speech, and demonstrates in your life. I repeat, excellence originates and orchestrates in your mind. Then it translates in your speech and it demonstrates in your life. You don't have to ask a person if they are excellent. Have you noticed? You can tell by the way they dress. You can tell by the way they talk to you. You can tell by the way they organize what's around them. You can tell by the way they order their words when they speak. Excellence is not imposed from the outside. It is released from the inside. If you and I are going to be effective leaders and if we're going to inspire people to be excellent, they are going to have to see it in our mindset, our demonstration of life, and in our speech. Excellent people make improvements, not excuses. Boy, that's a good thought. I'll repeat it for you. Excellent people make improvements, not excuses. We who are leaders of the other leaders that are on their way to becoming leaders like we are leaders, <laughs> we should encourage people to pursue solutions to their obstacles and their oppositions and their challenges rather than letting them give excuses. A leader competes only with himself and herself. A true leader never compares him or herself with anyone. A true leader competes with himself and herself. So here are the principles of excellence that every human should know. Number one, don't settle for the average. Do not settle for the average. Average is the grave in which excellence is buried, isn't it? Average people strive to fit in while excellent people strive to stand out.
You can never change what you accept. I repeat, you can never change what you accept. So don't settle for the average. You can never change what you refuse to confront. If you keep pretending that mediocrity is your best, then you will never proceed to excellence. You were not born to be an average person. This, therefore, is the challenge. We need to inspire people to not settle even when they seem to be successful. As a matter of fact, the greatest enemy of progress is your last success. When you settle on what you've done and believe you've achieved everything, you have just begun to die. Excellent people never settle for the average. Number two, develop a deep commitment to excellence. You will never be excellent until you decide that this is the lifestyle you will have. Develop a deep commitment to excellence. First, you should be the best, then you will be first. <laughs> you missed that, huh? Write it down. First, you must be the best, then you will be first. Get it? You think you get it. In business, everybody's trying to be first in the market. But that's the wrong pursuit. Excellent people don't try to be first. They try to be excellent. Therefore, first, you should be the best. Then, you'll be first. Michelangelo, one day, was painting the Sistine Chapel, and you all know the story of Michelangelo, the most awesome painting in Rome. People travel all over the world to see this man's painting, and you know what Michelangelo did, right? He lie on his back on a scaffold, and he painted the entire ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. It's the most beautiful, awesome artwork in Rome, an awesome work. One day, the story goes, it's a true story, that Michelangelo was painting and one of his aides came in to check on him. When he walked into the chapel, there were candles everywhere. It was dark and musty. Michelangelo could not be seen. And so his friend and colleague cried out, Michael! He heard no sound. Michael, are you here? He heard some noise in the corner, in the dark, behind a post, up above the nave, in the secret corner where no one could see. Michael! And he heard a voice from way in the back, underneath the scaffold, behind the post, up above the ledge, in the dark corner of the chapel. And the answer came, yes, I'm busy. And the aide came and walked up and looked up in the darkness behind the post, way behind the rafters, and there's Michelangelo on his back with a painting brush in his teeth, one in his hand on his palette, and he is on his back painting the feathers 
of one of the little angels in the dark behind the post where no one will ever see. His colleague said, Michael, what are you doing up there? He said, I'm painting the ceiling. He said, but Michael, you are putting details on the feather, on the wings of an angel in the dark behind the post above the nave beyond the rafters where no one will ever see it. Why waste your time? And without catching a breath, Michelangelo spoke through the brush in his teeth and said, but God sees it. He keeps on painting. What a spirit of excellence. An excellent spirit does not work because people are watching. It doesn't work because it will be known. Excellence comes from a spirit, an attitude on the inside. See, Michael was not working for the observation of people. He had an integrity with himself. He believed that everything he did should be the best he ever done, even if no one ever saw it. I think we should give Michael a hand for setting an example of excellence. That is why we cannot ignore Michael, because Michael was a man of excellence. Number three, possess ethics and integrity. Number three, possess ethics and integrity. A person of excellence will always possess these two things, ethics and integrity. You see, your gift will carry you where your character won't keep you. <laughs> How many of you know the story of Joseph in the Bible? I think we read his story. How many of you know the story of Samson? Okay, I'm going to give you a test. This is a test of integrity. <laughs> Which one was stronger, Samson or Joseph? Joseph. Now, Samson had all the muscle. Samson had all the physical strength. Samson could pick the gate of the city on his back and take it to the hill. Samson killed a thousand men with his bare hands and a jawbone. Samson was so powerful, he broke a temple to pieces by his bare hands. The guy was a monster. But Joseph had no muscle, never killed a thousand men with his hands, never destroyed a temple with his arms. And yet Joseph was stronger than Samson. Why? Because morality is stronger than talent. We don't take advantage of people in our downline. We don't violate family. We don't violate marriage. We respect people's opinions. In other words, excellence has a commitment to ethics and high morality. We know in reality that morality is stronger than energy. Joseph was a greater man than Samson. 
because you remember Pharaoh's wife who was married wanted Joseph to sleep with her she came into the room when Joseph was coming out of the bath and she came in with nothing on and Joseph only had a towel <laughs> Samson met a woman with everything on <laughs> and he could not control his desires Joseph was so strong on the inside that the story says he dropped the towel and ran naked away from the woman to me that's a stronger man we in this organization and in any company should commit ourselves to the strength of ethics and integrity above personal satisfaction and gratification ethics are moral standards grounded in principles that govern your beliefs and convictions ethics are mental attitudes based on beliefs that control your behavior what you believe manifests how you behave integrity is integration of your words with your behavior what you say and do are supposed to be consistent if you are a person of integrity an excellent spirit is a spirit of what integrity integrity write this down please integrity is the integration of your word and behavior integrity is the integration of your word and behavior excellence produces trust why because people watch what you say and to see if it equals what you do before they trust you leaders true leaders are people who cause others to trust them because they say what they mean and they mean what they say if you're going to be a person of excellence in leadership you must integrate your words with your action if you promise someone you're going to give them a call give them the call if you promise someone you're going to meet with their group then do all in your power to show up and be at that meeting if you promise someone that you will send them some products at a certain time do all in your power to deliver on that promise why because excellence is integrity what you say is what you do and what you do is what you say the word integrity is from the word integrate which means to be one what you say is exactly what you are credibility and character then are results of integrity number four an excellent leader shows genuine respect for others show genuine respect for others to respect means to honor to esteem to value highly to place much worth on another I'm going to repeat this again because you and I need to do this with those we work with to respect means to honor to esteem to value highly to place much worth on another 
My question to you as a supervisor and a manager of your downline is this. What are people to you? To most companies, people are just employees. They are not separate, worthy humans. To most companies, people are just pawns in a big game that make it work. What are people to you? To others, people are just opportunities for me to use to get my life ahead. You see, listen carefully. What is your value of a human? And how do you see others? People know when you respect them and when you don't. So don't fake it. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Respect the worth and value of people. Excellence manifests itself in honoring people. Number five, go the second mile. Go the second mile. Excellence is manifested in people who are not afraid of doing their best. Christians should go the second mile, but everybody should, but especially Christians. You see, responsibility is greater than rights. Write it down. It'll make sense after I'm gone. Responsibility is greater than rights. Give more than you take from life. Go the second mile. You know, how many people do you know they only do what you ask them to do? How many folks you know only do what they can get away with? How many of you as leaders only do what's expected of you and no more? You don't have a spirit of excellence. An excellent spirit always goes beyond the call of duty and beyond the assignment. An excellent spirit does not do just because you were told, but it does because it believes and it acts. Go the second mile for excellence. Number six, be consistent. Nothing is as frustrating as an inconsistent human. You know a few of them, don't you? You're probably sitting in their shoes right now. <laughs> an excellent person sets high standards for themselves. So I want to encourage you to write this down. I will set high standards for myself. Be consistent. People forget how fast you do a job, but never how good. True? People forget how fast you do a job, but never how good. Be consistent in your performance. Always do a job the best you can. Always manifest the excellency of your attitude in everything you do. Be consistent. 
A lot of people can be good for a moment, but a true leader is consistent all the time. Never ask God for something you are not willing to go after. Be consistent. Consistency attracts promotion. Another word for consistency is faithfulness. Faithfulness. You want to manifest faithfulness before those that you influence because you want them to be the same. Do you know, how many of you have ever had this experience? Someone said to you, I'm going to be for you at 5.15. And you suddenly was controlled by that promise to the point where you started rearranging your schedule and putting pressure on yourself to be there at 5.14 because of a reputation this person has developed with you which says they are always on time. In other words, their consistency begins to make you consistent. If you want the people in your downline to be faithful, then you're the key. If you want the people in your downline to always show up to meetings, then you shouldn't miss them. If you want the people in your downline to always be faithful to assignments, then when you expect to do something for them, then they should see that faithfulness in you. You see, consistency breeds consistency. Number seven, never stop improving. Oh, this is a good one. Never stop improving. Excellence is a spirit that is never satisfied. Write it down. A person of excellence may be impressed by what they've done, but never satisfied with what they've done. They are constantly improving. Excellence is the gradual result of striving to be better. Excellence is constantly growing. If you grow, everything will get better. I repeat, if you grow, everything will get better. That's why a true leader is constantly developing, coming to seminars, reading books, learning and self-learning and unlearning and relearning because a leader knows that if you grow, everything changes. You know, things in life don't change much. You do. Is that right? I mean, <laughs> half of the things that you thought were problems 20 years ago, you look at them as opportunities now. Because you grew. Ignorance is the greatest enemy of man. Knowledge is his best friend. So the less you know, the more you are confused about life. The more you learn, the more simple life becomes. A true, excellent leader is always growing. 
because he knows everything will get better as he grows. So take responsibility for your own improvement and tell your people that. You can't babysit leaders, you inspire leaders. And if you want others to become leaders like you, then you must encourage them to take responsibility for their own development. Uh, let me say one thing that I believe is going to be the secret to 21st century management. Write this down. Good leaders manage people and develop systems. Great leaders develop people and manage systems. Now look at the difference. Do you see it? Which one are you? You got to answer that question yourself. For the last 800 years and recently the last 500 years as we expanded into the Industrial Revolution, you will note that the majority of management systems and philosophies in the world, including big business, has been to manage people and develop resources. What a pity. The greatest resource you have is the people. So true leaders develop people. Other leaders manage people. When you stop learning, you start losing. When you stop learning, you start losing. When you stop growing, you start dying. Number eight. Oh, this one is good. Always give 100%. An excellent spirit always gives 100%. Life, look at me, is made up of four kinds of people. I think you met them before. Number one, cop-outs. Two, holdouts. Three, dropouts. <laughs> and four, all-outs. A cop-out is a person who says it's impossible, so I won't even try, I won't even join, I won't even attempt. The holdouts are those who are only in it to make use of your time, but have no interest or commitment in improving or doing any better. They're just holding out. They're the ones that consume your energy without profit. The third one are the dropouts. A dropout is a person who started with zeal, excitement, you know them. Oh, this is great. Man, I've never seen them. This is an opportunity of a lifetime. Oh, yes, sir. I'm going to go with this. We're going to be excited. We're going to be rich, 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 rich. Tomorrow. You know them. All outs. Pay the price to reach the goal. Excellent people are more concerned 
with getting ahead rather than getting home. Most of the people that are employed on jobs wait for five o'clock. They live for lunch times. But a real, true, excellent spirit has a spirit of paying the price for the gold. They work not to get home, but they work to build a home. And there's a difference. They go beyond the call of duty into personal pride. Wow, I like that. An excellent person goes beyond the call of duty into the realm of personal pride. They say, I'm doing this because this represents me. When they do a job, they do it because there's a sense of personal pride involved, not working for someone else. That's a spirit of excellence. They see their work as their signature. That's a good thing to note. An excellent spirit sees its work as its signature. If you are ashamed of what you've done, then no one else should see it. If you are ashamed of what you have accomplished, then no one else should see it. Everything you do should be your signature. As a matter of fact, your life should be so excellent that whenever people walk past something you did, they can always say, I know who did that. Just by the way it is done, it's your signature. Number nine, make excellence a lifestyle. Yeah, one more after this and then we take a break. Number nine, make excellence a lifestyle. Everybody say lifestyle. Come on, leaders, say lifestyle. Come on, lions, say lifestyle. Let the eagles say lifestyle. That's important. Excellence must be a lifestyle. What does that mean? Do it right the first time all the time. Mediocrity is a personal trait. Excellence is a choice like attitude. You choose to be excellent. People will see you before they hear you. <laughs> so look good to yourself. How many of you ever put on a suit or a dress or a pantsuit or I mean and you just knew you look good anybody ever felt that way of course you did don't look so shy I mean there's some clothing that just look good on you now there's some you wear you kind of put up with them you know and uh, you don't feel too good but there's certain things that you put on they just look good what do you do you can't wait to go out Matter of fact, that's the one day you are very conspicuous. Hello, hi, hello, everybody. Hey, how you doing, girl? Good to see you, brother. Right on. Hey, hi. Why? You just know. You look good. 
<laughs> clap. That's a good place to clap. You know it's true. Why? Because the excellent spirit is upon you. You see, people will see you be before they hear you. So when you look good to yourself, you're proud to talk. An excellent spirit is a spirit that's a lifestyle. It always looks good, feels good, works good. I have a, a principal in our company and we have a staff of over 52 full-time workers work in our office and another staff of 267 volunteer workers that work with me. So we got a staff of over 300 people and there's a law that we have throughout the whole office ever since we started the company. It's a personal original statement that I came up with for my own life and I taught it to my whole staff and the leaders in our whole country and our whole uh, uh, company. And it's this, if you can't do it right, don't do it yet. I want to encourage you to adopt that attitude in your life and in your business and in your work. Say it with me. If you can't do it good, if you can't do it right, say it. If you can't do it right, don't do it yet. Say it. Don't do it yet. That's the attitude of excellence. Why? Because you only have one time to make a lasting impression. When you go to present your program to a group of people, put on your best clothes and put on your best cologne and perfume and, and fix your hair the best you can and walk in there with your best walk and give them your best stand and, and talk with your best articulation and impact them with your best breath. Why? You only got one time to make a lasting impression. Every time a man sells diamonds and he ain't wearing none, you better doubt the diamonds. If a man's selling fish, he don't eat fish. You better doubt the fish in the market. If we are going to become leaders that inspire people to become leaders, then we have to look like leaders, act like leaders, even relate to each other as leaders so they can see how we relate at our level, so they can be inspired to do the same at their level. We are the manifestation of our own lifestyle of excellence. Your appearance is the platform for your presentation. So be excellent in your physical appearance. I want to give you a challenge, a simple one. Here's your homework until I see you again. Study class. <laughs> Simple assignment. Study class. Spend the rest of your life studying what is class. Hopefully first class. Even if you ain't there yet, study it. Because whatever you study, you begin to think. And whatever you think, you become. Because as a man thinketh, so is he. If you don't think excellence, you cannot be excellent. Remember, write this down, quality is never an accident. 
Your house is not beautiful by mistake. Your room is not cleaned, but you didn't intend for it to look so. <laughs> Quality is not an accident. It's a decision and a result of hard work. And finally, excellent spirits. Never compare yourself with others, but with yourself. Take that to your downline, but begin it in your own life first. I repeat, never compare yourself with others, only with yourself. People of excellence never look at what other people are doing and use it as a measure for their success. Excellence, write this down, is competition with yourself. Excellence is competing with what you did last to see if you can do it better. Excellence is striving to complete what your mind says you know you could do better. Excellence is self-competition, not other competition. Striving to outdo yourself is excellence. Celebrate what makes you an individual. You were born an original, remember? So don't become a copy of someone else's mediocrity. Look at people, but don't let them, them make you what they are. Some of you have accomplished a certain level of success in this business, but I'm warning you, don't ever become so impressed by what you've accomplished that you cease striving to accomplish what you could. Compete with yourself. Attitude, standard, state of mind is the secret to life. Excellence is a spirit that produces an attitude that results in a way of thinking that manifests in a way of life. Finally, To be yourself and to become yourself is the essence of life. To help others discover themselves and release themselves is the essence of living. You have life and you give life when you create leaders around you. Your number one, one internet radio station. Plus Radio. Plus Radio. Uh-huh. This is Obama Christie.
brand new one from Ababa Christie, The Glory. That was the power of excellence by the lead Dr. Mouse Monroe. I mean, I mean, this is are powerful ten nuggets <laughs> of, of, of personal excellence, and I know you've, you've you've really benefited from this message. It's, it's a really educative and inspiring message. Um, the show continues from here, and today we are discussing um the ban on abobuya, the ban on tricycles. You want to find out your views on the ban of the tricycle? This, this whole thing started as a conversation. And then now it's it's been put it's been it's, it's been put as a law and effective yesterday um 12 1 a.m that's um on the first of november uh the ban on abubuya was was um accepted or was, was passed the bill to ban abubuya was passed and we asking the question um yeah there may be some downsides to it but do you think it's exclusively um, not good to have them on the roads? Um, that is what we, we, we are discussing today on the show. from um, today immediately after the the commanding your morning sessions we bring you some few some few news making headlines some i mean some few news making headlines uh, in the dailies and um, after one the show continues so effective today in the minute will come your way with some few um news some few viral news making headlines in the dailies
Sometimes feels his heart Every morning, noon and night some um, trending top stories um, the MPs um, the members of parliament 275 members of parliament have come together and have called on the Ghana legal system or the Ghana legal council to be reconstituted so let's listen to um, Roxen Dafyamapo as he recounts the a story on it the accredited law faculties should that the faculties the law faculty the accredited law faculties should be empowered to train their their lawyers, so you enter the faculty, you you read the LLB, the the same faculty will train you in the professional courses. You write one national bar exams. That national bar exams could be organized twice a year. Maybe you write one in February, you write another in July. Um, if you sit for the national bar exams, you qualify, you are called to the bar. If you don't qualify, you, you look forward to the next one. So Kumasi can train, Legon can train, Jimpa can train, Cape Coast can train, all the accredited faculties can train. It, it, these, are, these are the kind of reforms we should bring about. The function of the general legal council is to promote legal education, not to kill it. And that is Roxen Dafyamapo there. Another kidnap case hits Western Region. And Western Region yet again has a recorded another kidnap case with um, uh, Kumiwa, a lady called Kumiwa in his 36 years um, has been kidnapped. And um, eyewitness says that um, Kumiwa told her boyfriend that he will be visiting him at um, Mpoho, Mpoho district. Unfortunately, um, the sources say that kidnappers are demanding 2,000 Ghana cities, to which um, the eyewitness says they paid 1,000 cities, and yet the suspects, um, the kidnappers are still um, requesting for another 2,000 Ghana cities. So, we bring a development on that Western region again hits another um, kidnap case, and 17 people are feared dead at an accident that happened at Offenso above four, including 10 students, 10 students. And then the Benz driver, there's this viral video that went ahead of a Benz driver that was screeching in town. And then uh, now um, the Benz driver has been charged or has been fined 1,800 cities for his reckless driving on the streets of Accra and still on the anti-gay bill. Parliament will do what is best for Ghana. And that is what the majority leader Honorable uh, Member of Parliament for Swami Constituency, that is um, Honorable Osei Chiman Sabunsu, and he also doubles up as a parliamentary um, Minister of Parliamentary Affairs. That's what he's telling Ghanaians that Ghana uh, Parliament will do what is best for 
Ghanaians. And that is all about the top stories that's making wave. Um, today, today the show continues. We're going to bring entertainment news after um, the one minute um, segment with BBC Learning English. God is too good. It's now time for the English to speak from our partners BBC Learning English. This is a download from BBC Learning English. To find out more, visit our website. Welcome to the English We Speak with me, Jaying. And me, Rob. Hey, Jaying, have I told you about my amazing weekend? No. Well, I met some friends, played football in the park had one of those delicious ice creams from that new shop, uh, then went shopping and bought some new jeans and this jacket. Rob, stop! Why? I'm wearing my new jacket now. Don't you like it? It was such a bargain. And then what I did after... Rob, just zip it. Zip it? Oh, OK. I'll zip it up, if that'll cheer you up. No, zip it. Stop talking. When we ask someone to zip it, we simply mean be quiet, stop talking. It's a bit rude, but sometimes necessary if someone keeps on talking. Listen to that. Peace and quiet. That's better. Oh, OK. Maybe we can hear some examples now? I had to ask her to zip it. Nobody else could say what they thought. Just zip it, will you please? We've listened to you enough and what you're saying is rubbish. Eventually I told him to zip it. I'd heard enough of him complaining about how much work he had to do. You're listening to The English We Speak from BBC Learning English and we're talking about the expression zip it. It's what we can tell someone who is talking too much to do. Be quiet. 
But be careful; it's not very polite. Um, can I talk now? Yes, Rob. Okay. Do you not like my new jacket? I love it, but I've got a headache, and you were talking too much. Oh, sorry to hear that. What you need to do is drink lots of water, stand on your head, or is it lie down, and then eat lots of chocolate. And then what you've got to do is. Can you zip it again, please? You are talking too much. Shall we just agree not to talk for now? Oh yeah, okay. I'll zip it if you do. Bye. You say, say you can never be the one, but God say, make I tell you, say, say now you am choose in one month, in one week, you will sing a new song in two days, unless I dance, you will hear congratulations. Getting in and um, grabs a few, a few, a few entertainments. Um, always and Famiye has been crowned chief in in Wasa. Um, Famiye has been crowned chief in Wasa in the Western Region, and then Natana Get Hitmaker has now been crowned chief. And so when you go to Wasa, the new name for Famiye is Wasa Nyankonton in the Western Region. I am not happy that Awale has been remanded in prison custody, but then I think he has been learnt a lesson. And this is coming from um, Korokesi. Korokesi sharing his views on Chatawali being in prison. And he, he's saying that Chatawali has learned his lesson. Let's listen to Korokesi. It wasn't something I was wishing to... Um, I was wishing it happens to any of, mm -hmm. of my colleagues. But, you know, we, we don't have charge of the law. The law can get grip of you at any time and I think that's what happened it's it's really sad that my brothers had to go through but some of these things you go through to learn a lesson mm. and I think a lesson has been learned what do you think mm -hmm. so that is quite okay um, the lesson has been learned that's his take on um, Satawali being remanded in prison and Akobo Jr sings R&B and not her life music that is coming from DJ Premier and then um the final one Arnold we all know Arnold that's Samoa uh, and his 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 tiny beef of so to speak if you will provocation or not the law would still work again and that is what Arnold Asamoah says and Arnold is saying that even though um Tatawale and medical had gone to the the, the um they see to go and purify themselves of anything that has to do with prison. Uh, I know that someone is still reminding Satawali that in as much as they've gone for the purification, the law would still work. And so if they are to do anything bad, the Lord will still the law will still take them back to 
um, the prison. They would still see the prison walls if they are to do anything wrong again. And so that is the end of the entertainment news for you. That's person is going to come your way very soon. Congratulations. you say say you can never be the one but god say make i tell you say say now you him choose in one month in one week you will sing a new song in two days unless i then you will hear congratulations you're sinner So today um, on Plus Conversations, we are talking about the ban on Abubuya. We want to explore, we want to like hear from you. Do you think it's, it's, that is what is supposed to be done? Is there anything to be done? Is it as Abubuya only giving us um, um, the, the other side and not... There, are there no positives to, to the use of Abubuya on the streets? and so that is the conversation we are having of course we are going to be having mr emmanuel um Frimpon on the show to have that discussion we started this discussion some long time ago and now he's here so you want to find out um through our previous discussion we had already like highlighted issues um things that were to be done if this ban was going to ensue but now the ban is here uh, have those things been done have those things been put in place uh, is it is it is it a good thing it, it has come though but is it a good thing is it going to see a light of day is it going to be there for a while that is the conversation you're going to have this morning on the plus morning but before that we're going to bring you the sports segments in a jiffy 
and then um they're gonna play you um, some inspirational songs and then the conversation is gonna follow suit. Some sports news, um, yeah, and then the over the course of the weekend, the Ghana Premier League um, started. So, I'm going to bring you some takeaways from the Ghana Premier League. Those of us who are fans of the Ghana Premier League, and in the just ended week one, no newly promoted side lost a game, none of the newly promoted sides lost a game. And Hearts versus Legon City were the only game that ended in a goalless draw. That game they didn't see a goal, and um, Kotoko and Ashanti Gold are the only teams. To win away from home, and three players were shown the uh, were, were, were shown the way to um, a quick shower. That's that's they were shown the red card in the game, and Bichim United put four goals past Mediama FC, and finally we had five home wins in total. So that is um, from the Ghana Premier League to um, on, on the show today, and then. Afcon, Afcon 2021, and it's been said that the VAR will be used in a, all throughout the Afcon 2021 tournament. The video assistance referee will be used throughout the entire tournament. So that is something new coming from the Confederation of African Football. Also, Odion Igalo, Odion Igalo has been recalled from retirement to play for the Super Eagles. Um, in in their their double header that comes off on on 13th and on 17th this month as we play we, we have an international break so Odion Igalo has been called from retirement to play for the Super Green Eagles of Nigeria and also uh, Tottenham are in advanced talks with Antonio Conte to replace um, the sacked Nuno Espirito Santo so Tottenham yesterday sacked Nuno Espirito Santo from the um i mean the sack he, he saw the sack and now they are in advanced talks to um sign the former chelsea former inter milan um tactician antonio conte who also left his job weeks after he won the trophy or after he won the Serie A with international milan nuno espirito santo managed only four months at tottenham after having a, a great spare at wolves it's it just so happened that he couldn't do it with their tottenham was side also nobody asked me to play free and it's coming from lionel messi uh, Lionel messi claiming that um, tottenham, um sorry barcelona never asked him 
to play for free and that's what he said with the world today we're gonna have the uefa champions league and today's match day four a couple of games coming your way today and um interesting ones interesting ones coming your way so you're gonna have Bayern Munich face off SL Benefica Dynamo Kiev will play Barcelona Atlanta Manchester United Villarreal Young Boys VFL Wolfsburg will play Red Bull Salzburg Sevilla plays Liu Chelsea playoff Malmo and Juventus finally playoff Zenit St. Petersburg and Th Thomas Tuchel that's the Chelsea uh, manager has been speaking that the Chelsea boys not what it takes to qualify to so that is the end of the sports news for you today mm. your number one, one internet radio station the plus radio the plus check is 6 30 and i'm gonna have the bbc minutes so um let's get in let's get the bbc world service and minutes of the bbc world service 
Rianne Simi, BBC Minute starts in Scotland. World leaders at the UN Climate Conference in Glasgow have pledged to stop and reverse deforestation by the end of the decade. Countries which are home to massive forests, including Brazil, will sign up to the proposals. Trees are expected to be high on the agenda on Tuesday. Chai, an activist from the Brazilian Amazon who gave a speech alongside world leaders on Monday, told us it's time indigenous forest guardians are given more respect. They need to be the centre of the discussion because we are in the front line against the climate change. Other news now, Mexican security forces have admitted to opening fire on a pickup truck carrying migrants, killing one Cuban and injuring several others. They say the driver had ignored an order to stop. NASA has announced a three-day delay in a SpaceX rocket launch of four astronauts to the International Space Station, citing medical reasons. Music to finish and Soldier Boy is auctioning off a new single called Black Cartier as an NFT. 0559G. BBC Minute. Rianne Simi. BBC Minute starts in Scotland. World leaders at the UN Climate Conference in Glasgow have pledged to stop and reverse deforestation by the end of the decade. Countries which are home to massive forests, including Brazil, will sign up to the proposals. Trees are expected to be high on the agenda on Tuesday. Chai, an activist from the Brazilian Amazon who gave a speech alongside world leaders on Monday, told us it's time indigenous forest guardians are given more respect. They need to be the centre of the discussion because we are in the front line against the climate change. Other news now, Mexican security forces have admitted to opening fire on a pickup truck carrying migrants, killing one Cuban and injuring several others. They say the driver had ignored an order to stop. NASA has announced a three-day delay in a SpaceX rocket launch of four astronauts to the International Space Station, citing medical reasons. Music to finish and Soldier Boy is auctioning off a new single called Black Cartier as an NFT. 0629G. BBC. Your number one, one internet radio station. Plus Radio. Plus Radio. OCGGospel.com Time checking is 6.35. 6.35 is about time we got you up there. So today I bring you a song from um everybody's favorite joe metal um he calls this your presence and it features pastor isaac fusu kwache on a beautiful tuesday morning and first tuesday in the month of november 2021 indeed his presence is something that we can really 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 do well with so joe metal and pastor isaac fusu kwache with this one Father, we bless you tonight. We'll give you all the glory and praise. We ask that your glory will reign in this place. We need that Shekinah glory. Somebody let your voice and bless the Lord with me. Come on, let's exalt his name together. We bless you, Abba Father. We give you all the glory. Somebody bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Father, we bless your name. Father, we need your glory tonight. So we will never move until you lead the way. Lord, there'll be no 
decision until we know you're in. We will never move until you lead the Said we will never move, say until you lead the way. Oh God, oh God, Father, there'll be no decision until we know. If we will never move,
need if your presence is not leading us we are not going we need your glory this is coming from joe metal featuring isaiah sorry pastor fusu kwachi pastor isaiah fusu kwachi and they call this your presence so now it's now time for um commanding your morning segment but before the commanding your, commanding your morning segment comes in i want to play a very short documentary very short documentary and then um afterwards we listen to well we have mr emmanuel from on the line with us so let's listen let's listen to this documentary ready for work. He catch refuse from households to the landfill site at a fee. The quest to see greener pastures is what has brought him all the way from Wale Wale to Medina. He wakes up every morning not knowing what is in store for him, but like they say, goes on. It may be menial, but Seydou Nuhu sees his work as a means to an end. For someone who is determined to pursue his education, having completed Wale Wale Senior High School in 2014, this directive from the regional minister will bite hard. Because of lack of money to continue education, we came to Accra and it's, this work is there. So we are also joining to work. After we get our money, we we'll go back to school. I decided to join him and have an experience of his daily work schedule. Wow. The stench very unpleasant. And Sedu has been doing this for the past five years, so you can imagine. Around this area, like going to Domi Kwabinya, no dumping site. If not on Sawam, Kasua and Tema. Clients mostly call him on phone to pick their refuse, but there are others who randomly engage his services. It doesn't go without bargaining most times. Well, it's been an experience. At this stage, I'll just leave him to do what he does best. But one thing I've picked out from this very experience is the fact that you still need to have some passion in the little things that you do. For clients who are aware of the directive, the regional minister must review the ban because Seydu and many other informal waste collectors play a crucial role in his agenda, let's make a crowd work. We feel pity for them considering the ban. The work is their only source of livelihood and that will greatly affect them. Here at Ashalebotwe, Madame Patricia Wusu, who relocated with her family from Kanda, has been relying on the services of Seidu for the past five years because their neighbors had terminated their contract with waste collection companies because they rarely fulfilled their side of the bargain. The challenges will be die without them. We have used their services ever since we relocated to this area. At this point, the tricycle is full after cutting from areas including Medina, Adenta and Ashalibotwe. To get to the dumping site, which is a cone landfill site, Seidu must ply the Tema motorway. On the Tema motorway, there are several informal waste collectors who go about their daily activities, 
just like Seido. Maybe they want us to stop the work. Because if they said we shouldn't pass here, no way for us to dump the bola. And you can't carry it at your home. There's no other route apart from the motorway. The band will only push us out of business. That's what we do for a living. Transport consultant Cecil Gabra claims that the rate of traffic deployment poses public nuisance to other motorists. I set out to find out. There are tricycles before me and I'm tempted to move in their pace because it's very slow and this is a highway. And just imagine what this may lead into because there are lots of cars behind At a fee, he dumps his refuge together with others and returns. It ends here, but continues daily for Sadie Nuhu for survival. Even though the ban may appear as a measure to enhance road safety in the country, beyond the ban, will the survival of Sadie Nuhu and many other operators in the informal waste collection business be like? Time will definitely tell. Trust me, discussions on the ban and tricycles will not end here. We will monitor. Ima, Ima. So that is um, um some documentary on um the tricycle people who um people who ply their trade using the tricycle and i mean they also use the motorway or so and then there's been a ban on um the use of of the motorway by these tricycle um, riders and so we want to have this conversation we've already started this conversation some time ago but it's now down to business so let's get on and then um, have a conversation with mr emmanuel from porn he's the host of Miman ghana on plus radio every friday 4 p.m yes sir good morning yes sir good morning um please i hope, hope you're doing well so yeah we're fine by grace uh we thank god uh i don't know whether you 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 listened to the documentary but if you did um some interesting yeah. some interesting oh. conversation um going there Yes, um, I listened um, to the conversation or the, the, the audio you played and, you know, when you are in the shoes of those people, you would, you would understand how um, disturbing and how unfortunate this um, uh, ban which took effect from yesterday is or the consequences that some of them are going to face. Mm. And so... Um, I listened, uh, you, you can tell how frustrated some of them are, but notwithstanding that, I think we have to look at the positives and the negatives of this implementation, and then we would juxtapose the two and see how best this ban could be of help to, well, the capital. If I say the capital, we are saying that um, making a crowd work. So we look at that and then we will see if it is a good thing for us or yeah, for us as a country, or for us as a state, and then we would also see how best. But this thing, like um, the audio we just we just listened to, mm -hmm. uh, we just listened. I think 
the minister has a role to play um all of us also have a role to play but those in authority must also factor those who would be affected just that's uh, just as they did to the onion sellers who were in Abobloshi some time ago, I think there should be a contingency um, way for them so that they can also have uh, a way and a mean to also get what to eat. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, we picked up some, some uh, as, as, I, as I said, we, we picked this conversation up some time ago. But then you, for you have been, you have lived. Um, I mean, in, in modern, you lived in Accra, you lived in Kumasi. We come and compare the two and whether this don't work in Kumasi. But then, first of all, uh, the last time you talked about making um, Accra work again, and you were so much of praise for um, the mayor, so much of praise for uh, for him, for the minister. But then, looking at um, uh, again from the audio we just played, you, you could see that uh, if you look at where the dumping sites are, right? If you look at where the dumping sites are these riders are claiming that they can only use the motorway to dump these i mean refuse and then the refuse can't stay at home with us because sanitation inspectors will come and then always i mean attack us i mean if you have refuse at home cholera would come in knocking our doors very soon so how 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 does this refuse get from our home to the dumping site yeah so um uh looking at from from what we we got from the audio mm -hmm. the dumping sites are at tema kaswa and um when you get to accra this n1 from the n1 highway uh, highway n1 highway that connects from kaswa to let's say tetekwashi roundabout before the motorway also continues to tema mm -hmm. and all these places are highways now that is why i'm i was saying that well maybe we we rushed things fine in the audio um i heard that the the it, it's a nuisance or something their presence on the highways is a nuisance mm -hmm. I'm, I'm quoting from my joy online.com mm -hmm. their presence on the highways is a nuisance we understand but you know we can also not afford to live with this filth we, we, to live with imagine the drains uh the the stench that will also come out of come with these if we are to live by them mm -hmm. so we want to make a crowd work we understand by the um, regional minister we understand that he wants to make a crowd work we are ready to also work with him to make a crowd work but we shouldn't do something that after um everything or in the long run it will go in in it will go in some way somehow to affect us now with this you are banning people from using the highways i.e. the motorway, the Tema motorway, i.e. the N1 highway. But those are the places where we can get the dumping sites. Okay. So I'm sure that the ideal thing to have been done in the first place before the November 1 or before he brought the, uh, the deadline or the timeline for these people to stop using the applying the highways was that, well, they should have accessed or they should have assessed, sorry, assessed where these dumping sites are what these um tricycles or the aboboya people do what at all do they carry because from what we've read and from what we've listened it is understood that they carry the they carry wastes mm -hmm. okay what they are doing is it also not part or is this also not a way in contributing to making Accra work okay. yes because we cannot say that we are making the heart of Accra. Central business district of Accra, the Kanishis, and what have you work, and then we will leave like the guy 
the Dome Kwabenya, the Taifa, the um the the Ningo Pram Pram, the uh, the the Teshi, all those places are all parts of Accra. And so if we're making the greater Accra work, those people are also um, to a greater extent or by extension they are also contributing what their quota to making Accra work. Mm-hmm. By what clearing or going for this um this um um, um rubbish. Now they should have what assess that okay, apart from Tema, apart from Kaswa and the other third place that uh, uh, we, we we just had, where else can we have a dumping site? Okay, if that is the case, because we are letting or because we are asking them not to apply the highways and the motorways, okay, let's get a dumping site for them at maybe Dom Kwabinya. Let's also get a dumping site for them at my place, Sotum. Fine. So we get a dumping site for us at Sotum. We get some for the people at Dom Kwabinya. Then we get a dumping site maybe for the people um, at Wage at Bawi. So that all these things, when the people come or when the Aboboya users come for this um, um, rubbish, they wouldn't apply the N1 highway. Okay. Because that will also be what? That will also contribute. They are also contributing their quota to um, um, making this Accra work. We understand. And you know, when we do this, we have a dumping site at Sotum, we have one at Dom Kwabinya, we have one at various places. Some way, somehow, it is creating an employment opportunity. Because people are going to man or people are going to take affairs of those dumping sites. And then we can also get so many tricycles so that well these people are not flying the major routes of Accra, but they are rather also contributing the advantage points contributing to what making Accra work. Okay. So I'm sure they should have looked at all those things before implementing this um directive. We are not saying that the directive is not good. It is a very good directive that is going to make the highways and the motorways well smooth and the traffic is going to flow. We understand. And we also understand that so many accident cases have been recorded because of these um, Aboboya users. And we also agree to that. But they should have also put their legs in the shoes of those peasant um, 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 tricycle riders. Somebody comes from Walewale, the vice president's hometown. I'm sorry, hometown. He cannot be a vice president. He can be an Aboboya rider. But at least after the day's work, he has to find something to eat. So in, in making a um, passionate appeal to the authorities, maybe they should um, have a second look at it, how they are implementing it, like the minority is calling them to take a second look at it. They should listen to the minority side of parliament. And then uh, they could say that, okay, we're giving them an extension. But before we take or before we roll this thing, we ask that the those in authorities, the Greater Accra Metropolitan um, Area, the Assembly members, those at the various district assemblies, okay, create them dumping sites for these people so that they cannot use the major routes, but then their source of livelihood will also not be taken away from them. I'm sure that is the ideal way we could go about this. Other than that, we will come back to square one, and then yes. some way, somehow, it would make some people unpopular. No. Yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, some of the comments have come in, but um, one comment I mean, one of the things that seem the common theme that seems to run through the comments is the fact that, um, since please, your line is not so clear, please. Please, can you hear me? Sorry, yes, sorry. I was saying that, um, mm-hmm. I was ca- trying to read through the comments that have come in now. One thing that or the theme that seems to run through all the comments that have come is the fact that people are saying that 
as a country we've had a long list of um, i mean every time the cliche is that um, whenever there's no job people resort to forms of social vices is it a case of these people i mean we've already been told that the payroll is is um it's full given the fact that even uh, let's say that we are rider could be somebody employed in in i mean uh, by the country now the payroll is full which means automatically the person can't enter or the person can't be paid through the government system now his source of livelihood a way of being an entrepreneur on his own because somebody could own 10 um 10 of these tricycles that feeds him money every single day now it's been taken from him and mind you even though the thing can be used for other thing other um, the tricycle could be used for other i mean ways of life it's basically used for the collecting of um refuse from one dumping site to another so looking at this and our history of social vices linking us social vices to unemployment what does this say to i mean what does this say even a crowd could be cleaned by these people not being on the roads but then they could also be it could also be i mean infiltrated by armed robbers or i mean not, not just armed robbers but then people from other ways other social vices what 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 do you, what do you see what do you think about that yeah um with this that um saying uh, when the, uh, the the finance minister sorry was saying that the payroll is full and then we're taking these source of life these um their source of livelihoods from them um to go about it you know um not all of us not everybody can be on the payroll mm -hmm. but you know we have those authorities those are the local levels and the district levels the if we are talking we are using the greater Accra as a case study now so the Ga West District Assembly, Ga East District Assembly or Municipal Assembly, uh, the Tema Municipal Assembly, all those people, the Tema Metropolitan Assembly, Accra Metropolitan Assembly, these are all local peoples. They take revenue. You get it? They take revenue at the local level. Mm -hmm. So we can, what, what, sometimes I ask myself, what do these revenue do? What do they use the revenues for? The revenues they take at the, the local level, the, the, the taxes that the um, the truck truck drivers, the taxi drivers pay at the, their various GPRT stations, they are all forms of revenue. And I'm even very sure that these Abogoya people have roadworthy. They, they they do some insurance, of some roadworthy. Of course, there's roadworthy so insurance for them. These, yes, all these monies are there, and they are unaccounted for. So if you want to do good to ourselves, because this thing that is this thing that has taken effect from yesterday if we don't take care it will come to hand in the capital now what should be done sorry what should be done is that well these monies that are being generated the revenues that they do collect at various points at the local assembly and the district assembly level those can be used portions of those monies can be used to cater for these tricycle riders okay those who go about to what collect the refuse of what people from their various homes now i don't know they are all saying that zoom line zoom line zoom line but sometimes the refuse can be full and then the zoom line people will not come for it, mm -hmm. it could take these. now it has to take these tricycles and these care not only the tricycles these care people who also use or who collect these rubbish they have to do it and then so that the the, the revenue that they will be collected mind you these tricycle riders to they take money mm -hmm. So if they take money when they come for the refuse, then it has to be regulated. There should be some law backing it. 
And then if it will go through parliament for parliamentary approval, there should be a lot backing it for the regulation of these things that they are doing. So okay. that at least some way, somewhere, it will not going to be one person or two people like we had in the audio will not monopolize the system. Uh-huh. But it will be spread across because he is not the only person coming from Wale Wale. Somebody might be coming from Sola Tunakawa. Somebody might, might be coming from Pusiga. All these people want to uh, have something. Okay. So when it is regulated, um, people can be what uh, employed, or people can be access, um, people can be employed into this, or people can be rolled out into this policy, so that at least it becomes something that has been regulated, and then the source of livelihood will not be taken away from them. That is how best we can, or we could do this. Other than that, like your question just came in, we do this. And then we leave it like that. We don't care about them. And if we are not very sure or if we are not very careful about what we are doing and we do not regulate this and we ban them, well, we are going to find an alternative way to what? Live. We are going to stop that. And by, by two, three months' time, if you go to people's houses, you see that the heaps of refuse dumps are there. And then we'll come back to uh, one. Because we've barred those people from doing what they are supposed to do. Okay. Well, contributing their quota to what? Making their crowd work, making the, the capital work. Okay. So all those things must be looked at again. I mean, I'm sure if I had my own way, I would, I, I would I'd advise the regional minister and his people, the AMA and the Greater Accra Regional Security Council, all those people to have or take a second look at the policy that they are rolling out or the fund that they are, they are bringing or they are, they are, they are bringing on the Aboboya or the practical related so that it would be looked at again and we would also have a, a regulation to, to guide or to man the affairs of those who go into the various houses to collect the refuse. That is also how we have to go about it. Other than that, like I've been saying, we would come back to this place and it will still be square one. Oh, okay okay all right now lastly i want us to look at um how i mean i know i know we pick this up some other time and i mean delve into it but then can this then really work i mean i'm talking about the ban let's say assuming everything has been provided some every 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 kind of a small we have their own dumping site and now they don't need to ply the road can it be activated mind you yesterday the the thing was activated yesterday i mean the, it started the ban started yesterday but news coming in is that there was not even a, a one policeman on the road to stop these guys from plying the roads now it comes back to uh, uh legislative but it's people who make sure the laws are enforced do you think this thing can be done and the police can do their job very well to the point that the policeman won't take money from these people and let them use the road yeah um so uh, it all comes back to what i've been saying now you know because there are there, there weren't contingency for these are people mm-hmm. there weren't anything for them any alternate alternation for them for these are tricycle riders you know they would be forced to give the police money to to use their thing now mind you you the regional minister who is doing this or who brought this initiative is not going to be on the road no You'll be at your office, and you cannot be on all the stretches of the highway and the motorway, no, at the same time, no. Now, you know, if there is a law backing it, 
if it had gone through parliament for all the 275 members of parliament to agree to this there is a law backing it and if there is a law backing it now we have to what get some security or those who are in charge of what the mttd people yes the mttd so that whoever that is what found guilty must face the, the rigors of the law that is how i think must be done because if it is regulated if we are regularizing it there is a law banning and manning everything don't do this don't do that all these provisions have been made the person wouldn't have any excuse to say that fine there is a dumping site at Sultum, there is a dumping site at Jamaica, but i prefer to dump my refuse at kaswa mm-hmm. or Tema. Mm-hmm. the person wouldn't have any way out and if you do that the law will deal with you maybe you will be dumpingized as people would say so that is when <laughs> the law of dumping will come in mm-hmm. so whoever finds himself guilty or whoever whoever that goes or that crosses that line would know that's what when I do that, now we have an IGP who is a no-nonsense IGP in court. Mm-hmm. We have an IGP who doesn't tolerate all those forms of it. Once you go contrary to what the law states, you will find yourself wanting to be behind bars. That is how, you know, if you want a crowd to work, the law must also work. We just cannot impose things on people and say that, don't use the highways, don't use the motorways because you are creating accidents, because it's a nuisance and what have you. But you take their source of livelihood for them. Mind you, we are not in normal times, as the president has been saying. Okay. If we are not in normal times, we are trying to do things, we are trying to do abnormal things, or excuse me, abnormal things normally. So let's normalize what we, what we think is not normal. And in normalizing all those things, what we have to do is that we need to regulate everything they are doing, create the avenues, the ways for them so that um, they wouldn't have any excuse when they are arrested or when they are caught or when they go contrary before the law. They would use those things as excuses. They wouldn't have any excuses to what going contrary before the law or to the law. That is what must be done. Other than that, you know, like you just asked that it's not going to be effective because they will be compelled to pay money. Five cities, ten cities, the, the police will take. Some of them, not all of them do, but some of them will take because they would stand in the sun and they wouldn't get anything. They would just allow them to do. And when you query them or when you ask them, they would tell them that I wasn't the one who was there. Uh-huh. And they are not going <laughs> to. Well, it happens. We are yeah, humans. Of course, of course. We need to be real on uh-huh. some of these things. But if the laws are there, the police are well educated on the law, and then they also find themselves on, I'm sure everything is going to be fine. We will all want Accra to, to work. We will all want Accra to be clean. We understand. But we need to also put ourselves in our brother who is coming from Wale Wale, Pusiga, Sola, Tona, Kaoba, Axim, Mankesim, all those people just to earn a living. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, I, there's, there's this question I wanted to ask and maybe you'll be the better person to, to work. I mean, all of us would be. So if you, if you're listening to me and you can answer, you can answer me. But then what I want to, what I want to say is, um, you have lived in Accra. I mean, you have lived experience in Accra and in Kumasi. Yeah. In this, not not like how it's been implemented now, but then the vision for why this should be off the roads. Do you think it's about time Kumasi also started, I mean, working on something like that? Like um, what the minister is doing can also be done by Simon of Emmons and Honorable here in Kumasi. I mean, not not how it's suffering now, but then the, the vision for it in its entirety. Okay, okay. Um. I don't know the the system over there would 
be quite different from the system over here. Okay. Now, what maybe the regional minister over there, together with the tax force, have assessed everything, and they know that when uh, maybe the plane of these um, Abu Wiyar riders on the highways and the motorways are also a factor, or there are also factors why maybe Accra is not working or Accra, Accra is not cleaned up. Uh-huh. Well, that is what they've done. Now, we don't know what the Honorable Minister is also doing here, what he has done or what he has seen. But ideally, me, from a personal perspective, as he just said, I have lived in Accra and I just moved in Kumasi for about a year now. But it can also work. If you want to make Kumasi work, there are some things that we have to, you know, it's a nation building. Uh-huh. If somebody has done it and then it is working or it is, it is working for him, we should assess it. We should assess it and see if it will also work in our jurisdiction. If it will work in our jurisdiction, you know, we just cannot implement everything on the whole, maybe the half of Kumasi. But okay. what we have to do is that we do some piloting uh-huh. in, in various places in Kumasi. Okay. If the piloting succeeds, then we can have the full what, implementation of that policy in this our jurisdiction. And oh, so okay. if that is done and it is, it is good for us, it is good for those of us here in, in the garden city, and we think that, okay, let's go about it. Once it's ruled out, people will understand that, okay, our people, so when it happens like that, there is a precedent, there is a reference point. Those people in capital, even where we think or we've been saying that self is what swallowing them, have been able to do this and cleared all the fields, and then Accra has become the cleanest city in our West African sub-region, we can also emulate or we can also copy them we can also assimilate what they are doing or what they've done so that the garden city that we knew growing up when we hear garden city we know that Kumasi is very green but we don't see those things these days let's go back let's revisit what we had or what we've been doing what our leaders were doing that we had the garden city of Ghana and everybody will know that yes Kumasi is the garden city of Ghana so we can do that and then we copy what they are doing and put that also into practice here we look at the positives we look at the negatives and where we think we we, we fall short we have a positive or where we think we fall short we have to look at it well and to 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 have what a positive out of the negative and so if people are going to be affected we have a contingency plan for them that if it works out and you guys are this is what we are going to do for so that everybody wouldn't be affected, everybody would understand, and everybody wouldn't feel that they are sacrificing me, they are using me as a scapegoat to make people work or to make things work. No. So let's factor everything. There should be a task force who would look at everything and see if we can do it. But I'm very sure, me, I'm the optimistic type, that if they are doing it and it, it is going to work for them or it will work for them, we also think that the Ashanti Regional Minister, Honorable Simon of Minister, and his team at the RCC can also do same to make Kumasi work. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Um, so, um, Mr. Fempo, thank you so much for joining us this morning. I mean, this is, this is a conversation that we, we really can't walk away from, and um, I'm yes. sure we'll talk about it once again. All right, sir. thank you thank very you, much. Right. Thank you very much. All right. All right. <laughs>
so that was it there and that was mr emmanuel Frimpon. thank you so much for your time and that is um the, the aboboya news the banana boboya from yesterday november one so read a few of your comments you know how i wish i couldn't read comments today but then let me let me let me quickly read them um ebenezer couple ado says most of these guys are into business just to earn a living that's how many of them even know which one is the highway and which one is not the grace period is too short and the need for a long period of public education i just don't want to question why this rule but the education is vital jr sees out and who is saying that do you guys know that there are a few better jobs in ghana here and the politicians are filling these spaces with protocol um they are filling these spaces with protocol and these jobs are what of us what some of us live on and they are saying no above are on the highway where should they pass then that is coming from jr Accrisons Ghana for once let's consider other parts of the country doing policy decisions can't imagine how farmers traders traders etc will cope carrying goods along Cape Coast magazine when the other junction Akati on talk of Boga enclaves okay some of genus change is necessary but sometimes we should not just change because we want to change we must sometimes take time to study the long-term consequence of our change these are people whose lives depends on driving aboboya for a living we must think of them too hey boy many of our young men drive or ride the aboboya so if these men stop what happens next your payroll is full no employment no aboboya any the robberies we are seeing there in ketua and it's coming from tisha all right um Nimati says why are they on the highways they don't they have done a lot with the transportation problem and what is the way forward if we want them out morgan says that ghana should be very careful what happens in the neighborhood what happened what's happening in their neighborhood country like togo and benin will surely come to stay these two countries have been demonized by motorcycles very very awfully and um let me read two more let me read two more um, Maybe tomorrow we can talk about this then because um some of the messages i have there this one says that um uh this well you this is not debatable but at least alternative we should find at alternative because some of them are um breadwinners okay sure all right bedu says that hey ghana cry what do we do again remember we have our way to everything but not all will lead us to better ending if some things are not kept now it will be cancer to us today look at what galamse is doing to our waters i think the ban is okay and it should be implemented most of the concerns you guys are raising are legit so what is the way forward how best can be can it be addressed without making anyone unemployed or out of business okay this peter zanku says that i don't think the motive of the directive is to put these guys out of business but rather looking at the bigger picture is to save lives avoid traffic menace on the highways cause trust me these guys these guys really cause nuisance highways are meant for fast moving traffic and they and they and the way they move with their load kind of pose danger to to not only their lives but the lives of other to rest um how would this get the development you want this story is actually okay so i think um this is the best this is a better time for me to round up thank you so much for joining me 718 we've taken 18 minutes of your time thank you so much for joining us um today we came your way with 
Commander your morning, Dr. Miles Monroe speaking to us about, I mean, listening to him about the power of personal excellence. This is um, a message that you need to re listen. And then we listen to the new track Papa Christie have brought out. It's called The Glory. Um, we did some sports, entertainment, and um, top stories making waves in the dailies today. And then Mr. Emmanuel from Pond blessed us as um, came our way with the plus conversation today we talked about the band on Aboboya yesterday the band started yesterday i wanted to talk about harm the implementation of it we talked about um, people's livelihood and some of the things that could have done before the ban really took effect most of you have sent your messages on Duru. I, I couldn't even go to Duru, um twitter on, on, on instagram all those places and those of you who like to always send it through back channel too Thank you so much for, for your time this morning. We are here going tomorrow, 4.55 through to 7 o'clock a.m. Thank you so much. And there, uh, of course, it's a movement, you know, it's a movement. And then, as I always say, in the world, um, with so many uncertainties, if you can't be anything in this world, please, please and please again, be kind. Please be kind. Shalom and peace.